0: Welcome to Life as a Freelance Writer, the content podcast, where I will show up weekly to share what I have learned as a writer, a freelancer, and a business owner. My purpose is to inform and educate, so I want to help you get the most out of yourself, whether you are a writer, an entrepreneur, or anything in between. Join me as I share my top tips, my struggles, and my triumphs to hopefully inspire or just entertain. Remember, content is king, and that's why I love being the content queen. Hello, gang. How are we all? I hope you're having a fabulous week so far. Currently, I will be, if you're listening to this when it comes out, I will be having a day procedure. So as I'm recording this, I'm in my own self-quarantine that I had to do as um, told by the doctors. So I'm in quarantine. I'm doing okay. I probably have a vlog about it if you want to go check that out uh, and see what I've been doing. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's all fun and games here. Um, but I'm actually going, I just want to let you know, I'm going to be rebranding the potty, which will be fun. Um, so I'm thinking it's going to be called the content queen podcast. I think we're just going to keep it simple. Come over to Instagram at content queen underscore Mariah and tell me if you have a good name, but I think, I think we're just going to keep it basic, you know? Also, I've got an exciting announcement. I just want to welcome Shannon to my team. I've got Shannon who will be joining me so I can take on more clients and and she can take on clients. We're all very excited. She's going to be a freelance writer and part of the team. Uh, So go over to Instagram and see the intro that she did. Um, I'm so excited to have Shannon on the team as part of Content Queen as a freelancer It's so, so exciting, and I'm really excited to welcome Shannon. So she is in her last year at university, studying at Deakin. Shout out to Deakin. I studied at Deakin, Deakin University in Australia. She's doing um, public relations and communications as her degree, and we are very, very similar, very aligned. So I am so, so excited to have Shannon on board. Uh, But make sure you go over to my Instagram and send her a cheeky little comment and message and and welcome her to the team as well. So what else do I want to tell you? Oh, I have some coaching. If anyone wants to be coached by me, um, I'm opening up my coaching for the rest of the year. Um, But it's not just content marketing. It's going to be business coaching as well and using content as your main driver for um, an aligned audience for your business to sell to create a community, to do all of the strategy stuff and the flow and, and just really build this beautiful community for your business. Um, so if you think you want some coaching, you want to book it in for next year, then that's a great idea because my prices will, of course, increase. So I have two spots for, Octo- uh, for October, two spots for November and two three for December. And then obviously opening up to 2021, if you want to get it and book it in now, I would highly recommend you do that. Um but yeah, I'm really excited about it. Jump over to my page, check it out. We're going to be doing you know a lot on obviously using content as the main driver, getting that strategy, starting to create content with flow, but then also setting up the business strategy as well if you're launching, whatever you lo- you're looking to do. Let me know. Um I would love to help you and be your coach. Um let me know if you have any questions about it. But yeah, I I'm loving it. I'm loving um, coaching. I'm loving content creating. I'm just—it's such a vibe. I'm—I'm I'm loving life right now, even if I am in isolation. Um, I'm just—I feel very in flow at the moment. Which you know, three months into the biz, full time, woohoo! Um, which is exciting, but of course, you know, it's been a challenge. I'm not going to lie. But it's been a really fun one. So I just want to thank you all for being my longtime listeners, longtime fans. Love you all so much. I'm super grateful. I am just, yeah. I mean, check in with me on Wednesday. I'll probably um not be okay because of this um procedure. I don't really do well with anesthetic. Uh, it just does not agree with me, even if I do have a little bit. The procedure is nothing major. It, it's, you know, just to, um just to check things out that I had some issues in the past with my liver, but we're, we're all G. But anaesthetic and I don't get on. So <laughs> come, yeah, come say hello to me and um, I think I'll be okay. But at least I know because I felt like I hadn't had anaesthetic for so long. I forgot, just really does not agree with me. Anyway, I'm going to stop chitty chatting and I'm going to introduce the podcast guest for today. i um, super excited about this one. To be fair, I've actually consumed a lot of the guest podcast, um, a lot of the podcast guest content. So I'm welcoming Alex Harvey to the podcast and Alex is an empowerment and money coach for women, helping them build the business, careers and income that is the high, highest potential for their innate gifts, talents and abilities. She believes that more women doing what lights them up and more money in the hands of women will build a better world. Amen to that. Alex has helped hundreds of people to significantly change their money story, save thousands of dollars, get off credit cards, which is a life changer, pay down all their debts and build an income doing what they love. She does this through online courses, workshops, group programs, retreats, and private coaching. Now, yeah, Alex, I have continued a lot of her YouTube videos, uh, which I talk about in the podcast episode. She is incredible. She knows a lot. So let's hear from what Alex and I chat about. We are diving into all things content and money. So how your money mindset can impact your content creation. So I'm really excited about this one let's dive straight in. All right. Thank you so much, Alex, for joining the podcast. Can you please tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your business?
1: Yes. Thanks for having me, Mariah. Uh, So I am a holistic money coach. I help heart-centered entrepreneurs and professionals to hit their money goals so that they can create the life that they would most love to live. And that mostly involves helping people get clarity on what those goals are based on, you know, what they actually want in their lives, creating a clear pathway practically to achieve those goals, and then creating the money mindset that is necessary for them to take that pathway and achieve those outcomes. I love that so much. And I love all
0: of, you know, the collateral bits and pieces that you've created to really help people with that. So that is amazing. Now, of course, this is, you know, more of a podcast around marketing, content marketing, but it's also transitioning into more business um, orientated subjects and all that sort of thing. So, and I love, you know, connecting the content marketing, the business and, you know, the whole um, bird's eye view picture of business, so so to speak. So I'm keen to dive into money mindset and how I guess it affects the energy within your business. So the way that I sort of see it and the way I guess we discussed before we jumped on was talking about how, you know, money has such an energy blocker on people. So then it sort of translates into I guess, how you show up online for your audience, your clients, all those things. And if you have these, you know, I just need to make my targets, I need to make money, then it is quite hard to show up authentically or that's what I've definitely found myself. So I would love for you to explain to everyone what like money mindset means, the good and the bad uh, and, and, you know, sort of paint a picture for people on what their money mindset, I guess, could be either end of the scale um, and how that sort of translates into their business.
1: Yeah. And you're right. It affects so much how you show up in your business and creating content and all of that kind of thing. It's massive. So the way to think about money mindset is basically the lens through which you're seeing money in the world. So all of us grow up Um, with different experiences around money. We learn what money means by observing our parents, you know, at school, the, the way the world talks about it. We learn about how it relates to us and our place in the world and our place with money. And all of those things at quite a young age start to build this what at that age, especially is a very unconscious filter. You're not even aware of it. It's all just going in and it's becoming this filter through which you're seeing the world. So when you observe a situation, you make up certain meanings about that. So maybe, um, you know, I am observing, I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head, but, um, you know, someone, someone sharing an offering online, and they've said this is how much it costs right everyone will make a different interpretation of that when they look at that some people look at that and think oh that's too expensive how could they do that some people think oh that's too expensive but you know i that's amazing work and she's worth every cent of that some people will think um that's really cheap i don't want to do something that cheap because it must not be very good quality all these different interpretations, right? And that's because we all have this different story around money, these different filters, these different beliefs. So that's the way that I roughly see that. So, you know, examples of your money mindset is things like really tangible examples is things like I can only make money from getting paid from a job. I I could never make money um, being self-employed or no one will ever pay me more than X amount that's not a fact. That's an interpretation you've made up about money. I never hold on to money. I'm not good with money. Thinking that a really common one, thinking that asking for money is bad and greedy. So you should only take what you get given, all of that kind of thing. So as I mentioned, a lot of it's unconscious. We don't even realize it's happening. Some of it's conscious, but whatever the case is, we want to bring more and more conscious awareness to it because you might have you know, neg- um, you might have positive uh, um, associations with money. So thinking, yeah, of course I can charge whatever I want. Or of course people want to pay me for what I do. And that's great. And that's not the part of Money Minds that you need to worry about. The, the part that we want to look at is how do, how do you unconsciously limit yourself by what you make up money to mean. And that's what we want to look at because that's what holds you back from what your heart most desires to create. Um, and so then how to follow on from that, how that affects your energy in your business. Well, just so much. So, you know, it affects whether you show up with clarity, certainty, and self-belief, what you think about money affects how much you show up like that it affects your tone of voice your body language the words that you use in your content Um, and to to speak more to what you're saying where you're coming from in terms of you know are you just focused on hitting your money goals and is that a very empowered place to coming from you've found that it's not so much I've had exactly the same experience and I I would completely echo that that when we get so when, when I see people getting so focused and I've done this before. And so I, I absolutely know it getting so focused on the money goals you want to hit. Then you're in like that get energy. You're focusing on what can I get and not like, what's the value that I can offer in exchange for money. And they're two really different places to come from. And for some people, the get mentality can work. I usually find that, almost everyone I work with self sabotages when they're coming from that get place, mm. it's so much harder to hit their goals. Or even if they do hit them, it's not sustainable. It's not something that grows because you were motivated by almost this more shallow thing. So then when that problem goes away, it loses the motivation. But when you're really motivated from your heart and what you want to share and what, and you're having that focus on what you're giving, in exchange for that money, it's such a different place to come from, and you show up differently. You cre- create your content differently. You can create such more compelling content because you're in that energy of your offering, just like what you're saying. I completely agree.
0: Yeah. And it's so interesting because I think we do get caught up in this I can't give away too much for free. No one will pay me. You know, all of these. I guess, limiting beliefs. So I'd actually love for you to share some of those limiting beliefs that you've heard. Cause I think a lot of people will go, Oh yeah, that's me. I know one of them is I, I hear this a lot, especially with content creation and some clients is like, Oh, am I giving away too much for free? Does that mean no one will pay me for my services because I've already given it away. So I'd love to sort of dive into some of these, I guess, limiting beliefs that you've heard over time and, and some
1: that people might resonate with. Yeah. So A couple that are coming to the top of my head are, I remember um, a girl that did my course and I've heard this a bit. So she was self-employed doing social media marketing and she straight out said, I can't save because I have an inconsistent income because my income varies every month. She just completely had this belief, unquestioned belief that she just couldn't save because of that. And then actually over the next 12 months, um, after doing my program and using the abundance planner tracker, um, she increased her net worth. So by paying off all of her debt and growing her savings by $24,000 and she didn't change her income very much at all. And that was a complete mindset shift. So that's a real, (laughs) that's a really tangible one. Yeah. Um, and I had another person realize again. She was not aware of this until she went through what her money story was. Really catching everything that she said to herself about money, but um, she had this mindset of why keep the money in the bank? You could die tomorrow. So when so whenever she would encounter purchasing decisions, it was this unconscious going think thing going through her head you could die tomorrow. So why would you keep the money in your account? That's stupid. And so she could never get ahead. But once she caught that again, um, she could change it. Another really common one I see so much, especially with women is thinking that it's greedy asking for money and having this sense of guilt. So that's, that's a big one um, Mm. that like a lot of women um, have to uh, process and, and deal with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think this sort of translates into, you know, say, for example, you're launching a new program or like a one-to-one coaching and you have to show up and and tell people about your services online. And I guess this, and I think a lot of people struggle with that selling aspect of content creation because it's asking, you know, for the money and I guess overcoming that. So I guess, um, you know, for people listening right now, do you have any quick little tips or tricks people can use to sort of overcome that money mindset blocker. Cause I know that would definitely help showing up and selling when you sort of, you know, what you have to offer is worth it. And you know, the money, what the money's going to do for you or within your business, I guess it makes it a lot easier to sort of ask for those sales. So I'd, I'd love to know of any sort of money mindset shifts people could make uh, in their lives, you know, after this podcast, that will really help them, you know, step forward.
1: Yeah. Great question. So the first thing that I would say goes back to what we were just speaking about in the get to give mindset shift. So it's, it's really challenging when you're thinking about what you're asking for and, and by therefore what you're really doing is focusing on yourself. And sometimes it can be really hard not to do that. I get it. Like I really get it, but it's making that switch to choosing, I'm going to focus on what I'm giving and what this person stands to gain from this offering. And that's what I'm going to make my entire focus and my entire content about. It's not about what I'm asking for in return. It's about what I'm giving and this invitation. And, and so secondly, I actually find thinking of it as an invitation also, mm-hmm really helpful. So rather than thinking, oh, I'm trying to get people, I'm trying to get people into my program. I'm going to put out this invitation. I'm going to keep handing out these invites Mm -hmm. to anyone that wants to pick up this invite and take me up on it. But it's like handing out an invitation, literally. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are two things that immediately come to mind. There was something else uh, that I thought when you initially asked me. I just have to wait a moment, it'll come. It'll come. It'll come.
0: <laughs> I, I do love the invitation one because and and it's interesting when I see a lot of entrepreneurs use it. And I actually really love it because it makes you sort of feel like, oh, it's like an honor to be part of this program, you know, because it is like what people create takes time and energy. And of course we know like money is this energy exchange as well. And I think that blocks people a lot because we've been brought up as you've said before to you know have this money you know money brings you things instead of you bringing things for that income so i do love the invitation and i have i have seen it a lot and it does really work it makes the and it makes the program i guess seem like exclusive and you know more of a um i guess yeah it just it just makes it feel a lot more abundant i guess is the word I would love though for you to, and hopefully you think of your uh, last tip. Of but... it. Oh, you've got it? Okay. What is it? Share it.
1: Um, yeah. It's actually just to be detached from the outcome. So mm. what actually sabotages a lot of people, and this has definitely sabotaged me in the past as well, is getting attached to how many sales you want to make or people you want to get into your program. And then you know, when you feel like you're not hitting your target or you're feeling doubt around that so many times people freeze up, they start to feel really bad about themselves. They go on this whole negative spiral. But when you can be really detached from that and you can just really decide I'm showing up in service, I'm showing up in service of the people I can help with this product or program. And, you know, no matter who or how many, I I'm committed to serving them, I find people can show up with such a different energy and strength and s- such a greater power. And that absolutely translates through into the content they're putting out. Yeah, no, that's a great one. I love, I, there's
0: a, um, a really good, like mindset. I think he's a mindset coach. I don't really know what he calls himself. He's an author. His name's Hal Elrod. And one of his main, uh, like the main thing he says with, you know, goals, um, Uh, I guess what you're trying to manifest, whatever it is, uh, is detach yourself from that result. Exactly like you said, because you get so caught up in it that you stress so much about it that you almost have this negative cloud hanging above your head and then you don't show up how you want to or you don't do the things that you know are going to push you further because you're just like, oh, well, I'm not going to get there anyway. So I love that that's a key one because I know that when that's happened to me, I've just let go let it be, you know, things happen, things come in. So I I really do, do love that. I would love for you to touch on your abundance tracker because I know obviously it's helped so many people. I have, I've, I've got it. It's amazing. I would love for you to explain to everyone a little bit more about what it is and how it's worked for, cause you've, you've used it yourself, like you implemented it for yourself. So I'd love for you to also share sort of your journey around using it. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's a really powerful money planning and tracking tool. It's relatively simple, but really powerful. So like you indicated, actually, I first created it for myself. I still use it myself. And it was when it was after I, I used to be an engineer. So after I'd left my engineering job and decided first to take a bit of time out on my own, but then wanting to be self-employed and create my own business. And once I had spent all of my savings, I hadn't really figured out how to make a full-time income self-employed yet. And it was bad. It was, (laughs) it was terrifying. And so one of the things I did when I, when it landed on me very heavily that I had to really work out this money situation was to start tracking my money. And so I started, I started putting together on Excel this money planner and tracker. And I tried um, to align it with, I guess, what you could call kind of law of attraction type things in making it connected to what was purposeful to me, seeing my vision grow or the things I wanted grow through this thing. And it developed over time, It developed, I just became quite obsessed with improving it and working on it and adding in summary tables and different percentages and things like that. Um, So over 12 months, I managed to save $30,000 without getting a full-time job and without having a thriving business at all. Um, And I completely shifted. Huge thing was I completely shifted my money habits, which until then I had never been able to. So it's, it's basically, um, it's set up on a spreadsheet. There's a couple of different sheets you can use, but there's a main one where you plan and track all of your money for each month in different categories. You And it, and it just gives you this incredible visual of where your money's actually going, not what your story and what you think um, and where it's coming in. And there's a business version that's also got a business sheet attached to it. So you can track with your business as well and track how much you're paying yourself and um, see how you can transition to full time in your business, which is, I know um, what you used it for is really amazing. And you can, and you can just see the gap, like, okay, if I want to do this thing, or I need to save this much more money, or I want to ditch this income source, this is the exact gap that I need to fill. And how can I do that? And when you have that exact number, I have found that to be magic. You can then go and make that happen. It's not, Oh, I know I want to make more money from my business, so I need to get more clients. So I need to do these things to get more clients, and oh, it's frustrating, or it's not working out, or I don't know what to do. It makes me feel uncomfortable, so I'm going to distract myself. It's okay. I need. I want to make another five hundred dollars in my business a month. I need one new client. How can I get one client? And it's complete. It's such a game changer. So. It's definitely. really powerful for anyone wanting to feel clear and confident and you know, be able to make good decisions and get ahead and just have that clarity around money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it definitely was, you know, what I, what helped me sort of go, you know, we, we sat down um, and did a, a mentoring hour around uh, the, the tracker and sort of went, okay, this is income earning at the moment. This is what, you know, ideally I would like to, you know, live comfortably without being stressed. So, and I knew, yeah, you know, two clients, three clients, like, oh, that, that's easy. And, and then it helps you, I guess, call in the people that you want into your business. So, and, you know, for me, money and numbers was just too much. Like, I know everyone's very similar. Like, it just goes so over my head. And every time I feel like I've got it worked out, I'm like, yep, cool. Yeah. No. So, you know, having something like an abundance tracker and, and being on top of it, because the more energy you put into it, you know, the more you understand it, the more you get out of it. And I found since doing that, it really helped me get like a, a bird's eye view of my business, my personal life, what I'm spending. And then also look at where you can cut money out of, you know, things out of your life. because. You know, we all are subscribed to a hundred million things, and you know, until you lay them out on paper, you're like, "Oh yeah, I I actually have a lot that I pay for." And then it sort of you get. I guess you can ask yourself those hard questions: Do I need this? Do I need that? Like, probably not. So, you know, it is a really, really great tool to really, yeah, get get on top of it because I guess once you start to get on top of that, then you feel a lot more relaxed, and that's exactly what happened to me definitely. Uh, But I guess, you know, moving into what you said before about like your money journey and your money story and how do people sort of understand what their sabotages are? How do they know, okay, well, what is my limiting belief about money? How do people sort of uncover this?
1: Mm, Good question. There is a couple of ways you can go about it. You can literally write down an inventory of your relationship with money throughout your life. So what it was like for you growing up, your first memory with it, what it was like as a teenager, what that felt like to you, um, what it was like earning your own money for the first time, how have you saved, what has your income been like? So emotional and practical things around money. So that's something that can be really helpful. Another thing that can be really helpful is looking at where is, my, where is my finances or money not where I want it to be right now. Okay. Maybe it's in my income or maybe it's dead or maybe it's savings. And why is it like that? What behaviors do I do that contribute to that? And, or even asking yourself the five why question where you go, okay, why is it like that? And then you answer it and then then whatever that answer is, you say, okay, why that? And then you answer that and you get those five layers deeper and you can, that can really help to find out what that core driver is, that core thing that's stopping you. So I'm not making enough money in my business or as much as I want to. Okay. Why? Well, honestly, I don't ever promote my offerings. I do lots of content, but I actually never promote my offerings. Okay. Why don't you ever promote your, why don't I ever promote my offerings? Well, it Makes me feel really uncomfortable, or I'm scared of being rejected, or I think everyone will hate me. Um, you know, if they see me saying something about my offerings, or they think I'm a fraud, whatever it is. Okay, why that? Why that? And you do it five times, and that can help you find that core driver. So, there are two things. And then also, just note giving yourself practice for a few days of noticing every single thing you say about money. It was so on, we're operating, you know, on autopilot most of the time, right? We can't help it. Um, but if you can start to catch those things that you don't even notice you say, that will start to tell you a lot about what you believe about money.
0: Yeah. This one was massive. I, I remember I watched I remember at work, I used to, um, whilst I was just doing like admin stuff or whatever, I would have your YouTube channel going and I was watching your videos and sort of understanding. And one of the big ones for me, and I think you had like a freebie or something of all of the different like things you could say to yourself or instead of, and you got me saying, because I used to always, like this was my life. I would have my side hustle and my uh, full-time job. I would work on my side hustle nearly every hour, spare hour that I had in my day. And then the weekends I would go out, party, spend all the money, like literally spend it all. And I, I remember saying to my friends all the time, like, oh, I I no, nah, I can't afford that. Or I can't afford that, but let's do it anyway. Or I, and I said that a lot, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. That was my number one phrase all the time. And I said to my friend, cause we were trying to keep each other accountable And I was like, instead of us saying, I can't afford it, let's just say it's not a priority right now for me. Cause that's one of the things you said. So I I said that a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I think one of the things that I really took out of that as well is that self-awareness. Cause I think that was one of the things you taught a lot was being self-aware of, you know, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm seeing the money and I'm spending it as soon as I see it, where can I put it, you know, so that I can't see it anymore. I know you've spoken about that as well. And like, how can I shift that physically so that I don't see it or I don't. So I love, especially the the things you say, the negative self-talk or whatever that is, because I think that was a massive one for me. Definitely those sayings, they were really, really game changers.
1: Yeah, totally. And I can't afford it makes you kind of tricks you into thinking it's not a choice and you're powerless. Mm. And it's not a priority. It's just getting clear on, you know what, well, I probably could buy that thing, but then I wouldn't have any money for rent or I wouldn't have any money for what I really want. Um, so I'm choosing not to put my money there if you if it's not worth it to you. So yeah, I think I'm so glad to hear that because uh, that I think that's just such an empower, yeah, for a couple of reasons, such an empowering reframe.
0: Yeah. Reframing, massive. And It takes time to, like, I know it, you know, there's, there's sometimes when you're just unconsciously going about life, you say things or you do things that, you know, and I think the key takeaway out of that as well is to be conscious and be aware because, you know, how many times have you been like out at a bar or out shopping and you're just like, oh yeah, I'll just buy that. And you get home and you're like, why did I even spend money on that? Like why? And I guess that's what, you know, things like the abundance planner and tracker are great because then you have to record it. And then it's like, Oh yeah, I spent money on that or this or that. So I think, you know, it's that holding yourself accountable as well. Um, I do have any sort of things that you do or tips that you usually give, um, around that abundance. Like, I guess, obviously the tracker, um, Sorry, accountability, not abundance. I guess that abundance track is great for that accountability. But are there other things that you've done in the past? I guess investing in you would be a great accountability. But um, are there some other things that you could recommend to people to keep themselves accountable with their money?
1: Yeah, so there's there's some more in-depth things that I, can, that I recommend about how you set up your bank accounts and payments and things that are really helpful, mm. probably a bit much to go into now. But I think even just as a starting point is getting clear on what you value, what's most important to you and where you want your money to go. So then tracking is the, is the best accountability for that to make sure you're following through on that. But just an example that what you were saying just made me think of was um, another woman that did my online course had spent the last four years In the red on her credit card so always overspending always trying to catch up on her credit card from doing my course i don't think she even started using the abundance plan and tracker straight away but just by getting really clear on what was important to her and where she wanted her money to go she stopped spending money on eating out all the time with friends so which you know she'd always get these invitations and she started declining them But feeling good about declining them, like not feeling, oh, I'm depriving myself. I have to, oh, I have to say no to that because of you know, I'm Mm. trying to be smart with my money or something. She said she felt amazing because she's like, oh yes, now that's an extra 30 bucks in my account to save towards this other thing that I really care about. And within six months, she actually saved 20 grand just from those mindset shifts and just being really clear on what was important to her and going for that. And then actually feeling good. You know, I've heard this from a number of clients, actually, actually feeling good about saying no to those things or to buying that dress or whatever, because of where the opportunity costs, where you, where you're wanting that to go instead. So that can be a really powerful, helpful thing. Yeah, I love
0: that. And I, I, I've i actually had that happen to me before as well. Like, you know, for example, wanting to travel and, you know, that's a number one priority for me. And I would, you know, go shopping or do something and I'd be like, oh, but, you know, I want to keep my money for when I go traveling. So that was, and I guess like COVID helps everyone a little bit with the money spending side of things. But I found for me during like, you know, this period I guess that downtime as well, learning to love our own company means saying, even though you're saying no to going out for dinner or no, you're saying yes to something else. And I think that's a big one. And for me, I, I definitely, you know, when I was saving for Europe or when I got back from Europe and I was investing in coaching, it's like, yeah, but this is an end goal. And I, I love that, you know, setting those goals or that, that vision around where you want your money to go is is massive for that, you know, accountability as well.
1: Yeah. And I love the way that you just said that then. Um, (laughs) It's totally escaping my brain, but um, oh, you're saying no to something, but you're saying yes to something else. Just perfect. Yeah. Love it. So I guess you have a lot of, you know, content that you've created in the past and I loved, you know, the
0: YouTube content that you had. As I said, I think I watched every video of yours because I was like, my number one priority at the start of the year was money mindset because it was just not amazing. And, and it did like, it affected how I sold in my business, how I showed up. Like I call myself content queen as my name, but like, if I just felt pressure because I felt like I, you know, I had to bring money into my business. And when I learned to take away that pressure, be like, I'm here to serve. I'm here to help people. It's amazing. Like, it's like that, you know, that fog clears and you're like, Oh, I can just show up and create and, you know, just educate. And then from that people gain that trust. And then they you know, when you take away that money value from it, I think this is what I found a lot and just helped people. Then everyone's like, oh, she knows her stuff. I really need her help. So I guess, you know, in terms of your own business, and I, I just love talking about content in general, I would love for you to take people through how you've educated people on money in the past using content. And, you know, I guess how people can find out more content from you, or more information from your content. Um, I would love for you to share sort of your process on educating people around money.
1: Hmm. So like you mentioned, I did a YouTube channel for a little while. I haven't been creating videos on there because I found that that was just very time consuming Yeah, and not, not, I didn't feel like it's great to share little snippets of things, but I felt like I couldn't free flow as much as I desired to with my content and share stories. And it's, it was like, you know, got to fit it in 4 minutes and yeah. stick to the script kind of thing. Yeah. Um so I haven't been doing as much I haven't been doing YouTube videos lately but yeah all my YouTube content's still up there. It's still great. Yeah, thank it's you. Very cool. Um and probably my favorite avenue or I've got two favorite avenues of content. Um but one is email marketing. I love my email marketing. I feel like I can, I'm just talking to everyone on my email list, like my friends and sharing stories with them. Um, So that's one of my main focuses and Instagram stories. I love doing Instagram stories and sharing, you know, sharing snippets about my own life, but then also content Mm. um, on them and Instagram posts. I used to do, facebook i don't really do facebook anymore but used to do facebook and facebook lives and things um but i find facebook a bit clunky so so yeah
0: (laughs) i think like it's so interesting like and this is what i love everyone has their like their platforms that they love to show up on like you know and it's just this is where i get my energy from and this is where i can show up in flow and yeah your email marketing is great like i i love your emails and i think And it is, it's like you, and that's what makes an email list so important as well. If we're going to go into that, but it's just, you know, you find your channel that you love and that's how you educate people and you can test and trial, like your YouTube stuff is there now. Like it's it's there for, I I watched all of them and I think I was like, this was, would be in the start of this year. So, you know, you would have created that stuff. I think some of it was like, you'd created maybe 2019 and even earlier. So like, you know, it's that stuff that people can go back to and you can refer to. So I think, you know, if anyone's like, Oh, well, I don't know where I'm going to educate my audience. It's just finding a platform that works. That's, I guess the biggest takeaway from, you know, the content channels that you've used in the past and the ones that you use now. So I love, I loved talking, you know, money mindset because I think it just plays such a massive role in our business. And it's just such such a blocker for us but just before we wrap up if there's anything you want to add or if you can tell people where they can find you where you hang out obviously instagram stories so if you just plug your handles how they can find your abundance tracker and if there's anything else that you'd want to add around you know money business money mindset that would be incredible
1: yeah so actually just to add on about the content that's actually what I love about YouTube. And I do want to go back to doing videos in the future when I've you know got outsourced more things yeah. is because it, it stays there and people can stumble across it as well. Um, so, you know, different to a feed. And mm-hmm. I really like that. And actually, the next thing I want to try next is a podcast. So I yes. can feel like I'm just speaking and having a conversation. Amazing. And again, it's that longer form content. That's you know on a platform that's organized, mm. um, you know, in the, your content's organized. It's not like a social media feed, so I think um, I think it's, yeah, important to have the, a platform like that. And podcasting is what I'm going to try next. Yay! I'm excited
0: i excited for that. <laughs> we need pod- more money podcasts because I think there are you know it just depends. Some of them can be very not you know uh, specific to what you need. So. We'll be excited for your podcast. That sounds
1: so I can't cool. wait. I feel so inspired to make the podcast. Actually, it's my business coach who's been like, don't do that yet. Do these other things first. But I was actually just thinking today, like, I just yeah, you gotta I do so it. I so want to do it. I'm just gonna, I think I'm just gonna do it. Do it. You have to. And you know what? And, and I think a lot of people like with the
0: whole podcast thing, like because I when I first started my first ever podcast, it was very um, very random. I just wanted to start it because I just like talking and i just like googled how to start a podcast and it actually isn't as hard i think if you over engineer it like i literally started with some apple headphones and i recorded on my phone and just edited it on a platform called audacity got a little image made from a friend and just chucked it up put some music to it and like so i think you know sometimes especially with all the knowledge that you have around you know money money mindset business like sometimes you just got to get it out there and perfect it later yeah that's
1: right just got to do
0: it yeah that'll be so exciting you'll have to have to plug it when when it's finally live um but you've said it now so there's accountability that's right it's in the ether and it's going (laughs) to happen it is it's going to happen so again where can people connect with you and and find more about you how they can work with you all of those things
1: yes so i have a really great uh new free resource actually called seven days of money ritual so Um, that's if you want to change your money mindset, this is a really great place to start. And it's also going to take you through tracking your money for seven days and a couple of extra things that make it really powerful to start shifting your mindset right away. So I highly recommend if you are still listening to this podcast right now, yes, that you go and get that. So that's at go.alexisharvey.com forward slash seven days of ritual. And I, I know the link's also going to be in the show notes. Yes, we'll get the link. Amazing. Um, and my website is alexisharvey.com. So you can find out more information there. And also connect with me on Instagram at alex.harvey underscore underscore. So I would love to connect with you. Come and find me. Let me know um, what what was your biggest takeaway from this episode. I'd love to hear from you amazing thank you so much i know
0: so many people will i'll get lots of messages about this i already know because i think this is just a really great topic and as i you know progress we're going to need to get you back on to chat more about money um and and how people can continue to because it's it's, work. it's a work it's a working progress so we need you in our lives all the time so we'll get the free resource everyone go download it and thank you so much for joining
1: Thank you so much, Mariah. It's been a pleasure.
0: How amazing was Alex? So I think really the key takeaways are is if you want to show up for your audience, you really need to dive into sort of whatever is blocking you, whether it's a money thing, whether it's a limiting belief, you really need to dive deep into it, find out what it is and tackle it so you can show up for your audience and serve. And remember, money is just an energy exchange And you are giving a service for that money. So you need to not forget that. And I think, you know, Alex has a beautiful way of saying it. She's helped lots of people uh, with, you know, their money blockers, whatever that looks like. So definitely check out her abundance tracker and her seven days of ritual, which I'll put the link in the show notes. You can check it out um, and sign up and really dive into the content that she has to provide. But you know, if, if I really want to dive into, I guess what mine were um, very early on was I was on a fi- Fiverr, the freelancer platform, and I was getting like $10 for a press release, like really, really little money. So when I was on social media and I was pricing myself, I was almost like, I'm doing the same thing. Why would I price myself more? But that's not true. I had experience. I know what I'm talking about. I, I oh, got a reminder. 10 minutes until I have to change tasks. Um I am very systematic. We do know this, okay? Surely we know this by now. I do have a schedule. <laughs> anyway, but so yeah, when I was pricing myself and when I went to up my prices, I was like, but I'm doing the same thing. But no, that is just a limiting belief. I have the experience, I have the knowledge, and you know, the the evidence to back up what I'm doing. So I had to really work through that, go back over my money story, why I thought certain things, um, you know, obviously financially, um, I was living week by week in my day job. I was living in Melbourne. My rent was super expensive. Um, My dad would always help me out when I had, you know, money problems. Um, And I was, I was quite, I guess, I thought I was good with money, but I think I was quite naive to money. And it definitely impacted my business, my pricing, how I showed up in my content, what value I gave because I wasn't sure like how much value do you give, all those sorts of things. So I think, you know, it's really interesting with things like content creation, building a business, building a marketing strategy, whatever that looks like, there's always going to be limiting beliefs. And if you can't identify what those are, whether it is a money thing, whether it is, you know, Am I so annoying, which I've got a podcast episode on that. Is it the confidence? Whatever it is, really identify why it is you might not be showing up to your full potential for your audience and really trying to tackle that. And I think, you know, if money is one of them, you know, you you might have that blocker of if I show too much value, then no one will buy from me. If I, you know, and, and even just having that cloud over your head can impact the energy levels. You know, there's days where I guess like if I'm stressed about something, I don't show up as well on my, you know, on my platforms. So really identifying what they are will really help you show up better for your audience. It is really important. Everything does align. Trust me, it definitely does. So... I loved that, loved that episode, something a little bit different, um, a little bit more business orientated, maybe mindset focused, but uh, let me know if you liked it over on Instagram at contentqueen underscore Mariah, um, but be a content queen or king, and remember that developing your content develops your business. Thank you so much for joining me today, and please don't forget to share this with all your freelancer, business, and writing friends. You can do this by adding it to your Insta stories and tagging me at contentqueen underscore Mariah, or by simply telling them about it. If you rate and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, it'll go a really long way in helping me to get the podcast out to more and more people. My audience is growing. I'm loving it. So shout out to all the new listeners. Uh, welcome. I all love, love you all so much. Follow me on Instagram. Connect with me on LinkedIn. And if there's any topics you want me to talk about in the future, definitely you know, come over to Instagram. Let me know. Tell me all of the things. Love to hear from you. And other than that, enjoy the rest of your week enjoy the rest of your night the rest of your day whatever time you're listening to this at enjoy it and i will talk to you next week bye